We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. Praise in that song. I know it has a lot of words and you may not have known the song. I love the song. I couldn't remember half the words. But there's a phrase that says this. Maybe I should use my other hand. But this is my right hand. This is what I hold the microphone with. I'm sorry. But um, it was the art of losing myself and bringing you praise. That's something that church people, Christians, have a hard time with. Losing themselves and bringing praise. We like to uh, exonerate our, uh, you know, lift ourselves up in bringing God praise. Well, look at me. Look what I'm doing. And this song talks all about going the opposite direction of what society or what uh, human nature would say. From not the outside in, but from the inside out. Oh, sure. I can change. I can be whoever God, quote unquote, wants me to be from the outside in. I look, I look good from the outside, but he's asking for a work to be done, a surgery to be done inside. I get so tired when I'm talking to you, my friends, my family. Here at church, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to someone outside. And you do too. You get tired of this too because we're all human and we do at times. get so tired when we put on a good face, but inside it's all messed up. Things are not going the way they should. And Jesus would say to you, I'm interested in moving you from the inside out. They out there will notice the inside. It will come out. That's what comes out. When you're in the supermarket, when you're in the parking lot, when you're in a situation where you're upset with your family, with your husband, with your wife, it will come out, and it does. We could all just, let's all tell our, our dirty laundry. Let's all, no one would come to church if that was the way it was. I mean, that's called an AA meeting, I guess. And I don't know if they have mega churches that are, just AA, you know, because no one wants to do that. We all got our things. I am interested in you, Father God, and it doesn't feel good to go into surgery because I don't believe that he gives you any anesthesia when he decides to work on your heart. He just says, it's time to work on your heart. If this situation comes up, I'm going to let it come up. Hopefully what comes out is good. If something else comes out, it's because... I am doing a work on your heart. Would you just pray with me, Father God? I don't know if anyone in the room is interested in asking for you to work on the inside out on them. In some ways, I'm not interested in that. I would say, make my life easy. But I, I just, I need to be more like you. Christ, I need to be more like you. When I am at the park, when I am at my job, when I am at my school, it must come out that I'm more like you, not less like you. 
You know, my, my son Riley, I'm going to talk about him a number of times today, but one of his giftings, I guess you would call it, or curse, is that he sees black and white. He sees black and white. And he sees, he's grown up in the church, and he's watched church people, and someone prophesied over him at the convention we were at, and they said, I know, young man, you see black and white, and you have seen hypocrites. You have seen people say one thing and do another. And it's not, not in his own family, trust me, it's not. We, we love Jesus with our whole heart, but he sees and he says, and I know that you compare that with who I am. And the thing is, I have never been hypocritical to you. I say that to you as well. I have never been hypocritical to you. You may see it in the church. You may see it in Christians who look good from the outside, but inside they are full of who knows what. I am not that way to you, my son. I love you, and I am always the same. And he broke it. It ministered to him. And that's the thing in, in, in the church that we look at people and we compare that with God and it's not who God is. Yes, people can be hypocritical, but God is not. And I would love, wouldn't you love to be a church? Wouldn't you love to be a believer in Jesus that is never hypocritical? Yes, you're going to mess up at times. But what comes out is only what, what God wants to come out. That's called fruit. It's called fruit of the spirit is what it is. And churches will do a good job of, uh, I, I, I'm not picking on churches, but we're a church, so let's just pick on us. Because Jesus never seemed to pick on the uh, non-believers. He wasn't always like, you idiots and evil people and prostitutes, I get so sick of you. You never hear him say, you often heard him say, I get so sick of you, church. I get so sick of you. You are, you are snakes. You are brutal vipers. He talk, and he's talking about the Pharisees and the priests. He was so upset with them all the time because they know better, right? And so pick on the church and, you know, I wouldn't you love to be a people who, who are never hypocritical? Let's God just let that be in us. And I don't say it in a, an accusatory way. I say as, as a as, as a I'm a normal person too. You know, yes, I have a title, and so do you. You might have a title as a president of a company or a clerk or whatever. Your title doesn't define who you are. And I'm a normal person too. I make mistakes, and so do you. And Lord, I would love to see me just be better at, what I, at being a believer in you, wouldn't you? Yeah. Why you? The Holy Spirit is all about loving you and kind of counseling you and bringing you peace. But he's also about convicting, and that's who the Holy Spirit is. And I haven't even got to anything here, but I can't think of a more appropriate. You know, when you allow the Holy Spirit to speak, to speak, he just he just has his way. And that's what he's doing in some of you right now, and he's even doing that in my life. But I can't think of a more appropriate subject for Father's Day than the Holy Spirit. And I think we'll be on the subject for a while, for a little while. Because at the heart of the Heavenly Father, at the heart of who He is, is a Father God who wants us to have life abundantly, who wants us to walk in joy, who wants us to walk in peace. The way that happens is through a gift He promised to us called the Holy Spirit. 
as we are walking into a season of fruitfulness, I said last week in our kind of weird situation in the middle, and that I liked it in a way, but you know, I wanted to be able to see you all at one time, so that's why we're like this today. And I hope we don't have to come up with another configuration. This is our last time. But I, it could be worse. Could be, really could be worse. I don't mind this. Like I said last week, it's walking, we're walking into a season of fruitfulness at New Song. And the Heavenly Father, yes, wants to see us have a grand opening, but he wants to see us, us, have a grand opening of a new person that he wants us to be. Well, I already did that. I asked Jesus, no. Yes, you might have done third grade, asked Jesus into your heart, or maybe last week you did. He's never finished with us, and there's time for a grand opening for me. I hope there's a grand opening for you that's being unveiled, that God wants to do something more in you. A grand opening, a new day of blessing and personal in our personal lives. Father God brings those blessings through the Holy Spirit. Right. If you have a Bible, if you have a phone, would you look up a Bible verse? It's in Luke chapter 11. It's very well known. But it talks about fathers and it talks about the Holy Spirit. Couldn't be a better one. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. I'm going to read it in the New International Version. And I want to entitle this message today, Our Father, Our Father is Willing. Yeah. He's so willing. Our Father is willing. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Jesus is talking. And he says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be closed to you. No, will be opened. For everyone who earns it, receives. No, everyone who asks, receives. It's not fair, but it's who he is. The one who seeks, finds. Sometimes we wonder why we're not finding what we're not seeking. Don't we have trouble seeking sometimes? We're seeking something, but we're not seeking God. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. He says it twice. Which of you fathers, or mothers for that matter, if your son or daughter asks you for a fish, will you decide, hmm, I'm gonna give him a snake instead? No, it's ridiculous. If you then know, even though you are evil, not that great at being a dad or a mom, will give a good gift to your child, how much more, would you say more? How much more would the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Father is willing. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Father God, we thank you for forgiveness. We open up our hearts. Let us be hearers today of your word. Let us not just be... Um, attenders or sit-seaters, but that we would be hearers. Lord, help our ears to hear what you have to say to us, because it's by hearing the word of God that faith comes. In Jesus' name. I don't know if you've met our um, son, Riley, but he's an interesting character. 
one thing about him, if you know him at all, he loves um, basketball, yes. But do you know what he loves probably more than basketball that he would probably be embarrassed for people to know? Is that he loves whales. His email address is riles, riley.wales <laughs> at Yahoo. It's like so weird. He loves whales. Our life, we've made it a quest to see whales because we want to find, right? You want to find the bit of your children and, and just share that passion with them. So we had the opportunity to live in, in Southern California and we have many whale watching trips down there all over the coast. We lived in Orange County and we would probably go 20, 30 times. You could get, you could get them for next to nothing, like $9, $8 to go on a whale watching trip. And we loved seeing them, but after a while it became a quest to see one kind of whale that was very unusual. You guys know what kind of whale that is, anyone? We're not in kids' church, but orcas. We wanted to see an orca. We've seen a humpback, we've seen a giant blue whale, which is amazing about the size of this building. It's wow. just amazing. We've seen, you know, pink whales, we're, we're experts. But orcas are very rare to see. And we heard that if you go up to Alaska, you'll see them. So we, we, we saved up and planned we were gonna do this Alaska trip. We did it about five years ago. And it was amazing. It was the most, one of the most beautiful places we've ever visited. We saw a lot of humpback whales. We never saw it in Orca. And supposedly that's like one of the best places to go to see an Orca whale. And I was so disappointed for him. I didn't care, but I was disappointed for him. And we started researching. About four years ago, I set aside four websites that told all about Orca whales and how is the best way to see them. One was in, in Norway, one is in Iceland, and one is in Washington. Yes, Washington, the United States. I was like, yes, this is great. The next time we go to Washington, we would, did you know that? Oh, who was it that lived? You lived in Washington. I, I, mean, I lived in Portland for a long, long time, never even knew that. And so next time we go to Washington, we are gonna look, and um, it was about an hour away from where our convention was. It was just a week and a half, two weeks ago. We went to this, on this whale watching um, boat trip. It was three hours and it was everything inside of me to pray, oh God, let us see one so we can be done with this. <laughs> and really, truly, that's funny to say, but really it was so that, right, I wanted to see one, you know? And um, we, I've been watching their reports and it was hit or miss, you know, every four days. June is a good month, but really July is a great month. It was June 1st. And I was like, oh my goodness. And believe it or not, it was the most amazing experience. We're out there on the water for about five minutes, maybe less than five minutes. We come into a huge pod of orcas. There's only wow. 70, 75 in the whole uh, Pacific Ocean. Awesome. I didn't know that, but they, wow. they, most of them were up there. And, and they came right up by our boat. They start, they, we saw their fin, and then we saw another fin, and then we saw them jump out of the water, and then another one jump out of the water. And it was, it was emotional. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And I was thinking that um, when we got on this boat, if there was any amount of money I could pay this guy to see an orca, I would have been willing at that moment. Because there's nothing that gives me greater joy than to see an orca, no, than to see my children smile. And this, my friends, is the heart. This is, this is the heart of 
what the Holy Spirit is, the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the heart of the Father times a million. I want you to see what you want to see. I want to declare to someone today, there is a, I saw a horizon, and I saw something amazing. I took pictures, you go look at our Facebook, it's amazing. But there is a horizon that God wants you to see that you've not seen before. Yes, you've done 100 trips, but there is something new he wants you to see of his creation. Maybe it's his creation or maybe it's something he wants to do in your life. You look on that new horizon. I want to help you understand, not because I hope it happens, because the Father God is willing to let you see a full life. And there is a new horizon for you. There are new things he wants to show you. There is a new song that he's trying to sing that he wants you to hear. He wants you to hear it. He's like, please, just stop for a minute. Just just pause for a minute. We're sitting in, it couldn't have been a more calm moment sitting on this ocean. It was glass, the ocean was glass. The man said, it's usually lots of waves and lots of wind. It had been 50 degrees all week and we thought we needed our coats and all these things. We had short sleeves and shorts on because it was like perfect weather. And you're just sitting there and then it happens. And I want to tell you, take a moment, take a breath, and let the Father God show you something new. I want to go so far as to say, I declare to you, because, because of the Father's love, that he wants you to experience a fullness in him that you've not experienced before. And if you've experienced amazing moments through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, if you have, great. But God wants to show you more. Well, I've heard you say that before, Stephen. Yes. And some of you haven't even grasped it yet. I would venture to say many of us have not grasped it. God has more for you. You come to church expectant that God is going to do something. When you get into this place, yeah, I'm going to get into when you wake up in the morning and all that, but let's just talk about church for a minute. When you come into church, this is not just a place we come for a business meeting in the bank. We come here to receive from our Father God because He's willing, yet we approach it often like, I'll show up when I when I want to, I'll come sometimes, I won't come sometimes. And I'm not talking to you about attendance. I'm talking about God is looking at your heart. He knows your heart more than anyone. What are you like when you come into God's presence? Are you ready to receive? Are you ready to give? Are, yes, you can make a ATM withdrawal anytime, but are you ready to make a deposit into the kingdom? You know, church is not just about coming and, yeah, you know. It's about more. God wants to do, and I'm convinced that if we understood how willing the Father's heart is to give to his children, we wouldn't be so hesitant. We wouldn't make excuses for asking. 
oh, he doesn't want to hear from me today, or I don't need him, I, I haven't lived the way I should. Next week, I'll, uh, uh, when I wake up tomorrow, I'll live a better day, then I'll ask him for something. No, that's not how our Father God is. You know, we were out there on this ocean, and here comes this majestic orca jumping out of the water. The first thing I didn't do, I did, is not, oh, cover his eyes. Ryan, you cannot see this until you read your Bible for seven minutes and you tell me, you tell me, I love you, Dad. Thank you for letting me come on this trip. Thank you for spending the money so that we could do this. And then maybe I'll let you know. You know what I did? I said, Ryan, get the best seat in the house. I want you to see what God has for I I felt it was almost a worshipful moment. God, I was praying. And I told him, you pray. I said, you pray to God, and I shouldn't, I was so nervous to say this, but I told him the day before, if you're so expected, you ask Father, you ask God, you say, I didn't say Father, I said, ask God, pray, say, God, I want to see an orca, you know who's in charge of the orca? Father God, I said, you ask him, and you watch, you watch what he does, and I was like, oh man, Lord. Lord, you say I'm silly, but you know, when it's your kids, when it's your kids, it's even more true with God, he's so willing to give. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the gift. You can look at Acts 1, 4, Luke 24, 29. I'm going to read both of those if you want to look at either one of those. I'm going to read them. But they're referred to often. The Holy Spirit is referred to over and over in the Bible as the gift the Father promises you. The gift the Father promised. The gift the Father. I promise you of something. Do you know that your Father God doesn't go back on his promises? This is what it says in Luke chapter 24, verse 29. It says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. This is Jesus talking. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Obviously, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. It was before the Holy Spirit had come. Now the Holy Spirit is here. He's begun to baptize people in Acts chapter 2, and it continues to today. Some believe that the Holy Spirit was for a different time. Well, I would say, is Jesus for a different time? Is healing for a different time? Is forgiveness for a different time? Well, why wouldn't the whole Bible be applicable to us today? It is for us today. And then it goes on to say, Acts 1, 4, it says, On long occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them a command. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promise which you've heard me speak about. I want to close with some things to remember today. I'm going to ask Jared in a minute to come come uh, play. But I want you to, I'll, I'll give you the, that cue in a minute. Close with some things to remember about the gift the Father is willing to give us. Keep in mind, if you've been given the gift of the Father, the Holy Spirit, it's in you. But there's more that he wants to give you. Here's the, here's the first one, and this it'll make more sense when I say this. Did you know, and I'm talking to almost everyone in the room, I believe everyone in the room, the great thing about a small church is you know the people. And you might know not everything about them, and there might be some things that they fake every, from time to time, but you know when Jesus is in them. And this room is a room of people who know Jesus already, who have asked Jesus to be a part of their lives. Talk to every one of you. I know that for certain in this room. But did you know the Holy Spirit lives in you? 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't hear this and say, I know. 
I want you to listen. It says, do you not know? I don't know why he said it that way. It's one of the only places it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Say in. Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. A few weeks ago, we talked about different baptisms. There is the baptism of salvation that is actually a real baptism that happens. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. That was your first baptism. There's the baptism of water. We talked about that. We're having a baptism service in July for water. If you want to be baptized in water, it's an outward, you know, you understand what baptism water is. Then there's a baptizing in the Holy Spirit, a complete immersion. But this is talking about those who have been baptized into Jesus. It says, don't you know the Holy Spirit is already in you? He's been there. He's been there since salvation. And I want to take this two ways. I want to say, firstly, of course, praise the Lord. He's in us. You already have them with you. You don't have to be wondering, oh, I don't understand this Holy Spirit. He's the one that introduced you to Jesus in the first place. He's been with you. He's this quiet voice. He might be even quieter sometimes than the demons that tell you you're ugly, you don't match up, you don't, your job is dumb, you're bad, all these things. The Holy Spirit sometimes is even quieter than that. And I would ask you this way. If you know the Holy Spirit is in you, and you are not your own, why do we, all of us, well, let's talk about the church as a whole, not just this room. Why do we see Christians gossip and bicker and compare? Oh, look at this person. I wish I was more like them. And criticize. The Holy Spirit is in you. Do you not know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit and where you walk? You are the church. You are more than the church. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's living with you. He's living in you. You notice, and some people, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But we bicker. We compare. We criticize. Oh, the worst ones sometimes. Well, they're not as good as us. There, look at them, look at the way I, I wish you were more like me, because I'm pretty close to perfect, right? It's called self-righteousness. You know, the, you know that those that are just on the edge of coming to Jesus, the thing they probably hate more than anything is self-righteousness. The thing that will turn them off in a heartbeat, in a second, from the Lord is someone who acts like they're better than them. We need to humble ourselves, amen? You know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is grieved. It says that, that um, if, if we're not careful, we'll grieve the Holy Spirit, which is saying the Holy Spirit is the most sensitive part of the Godhead. He's a personality. He's walking with you. He's with you. He's in you. And then the moment that sin shows up in your life, and he's getting ready to lead you and direct you and guide you. This is the best spot to sit. Right over here, right over here, because I never look at you over here. I'm talking to you too, Maria. Well, as soon as you're getting ready to be directed by the Holy Spirit and something comes into your mind, which the enemy knows how to do this at the right times, he will come in with just a little whisper and you decide to 
be ungrateful, you decided to sin in any other, any, whatever way. That's the, that's the grieving of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, I sure would love to, but I can't. I can't lead you right now. I can't direct you. Yes, God's protecting you. And yes, um, you know, you, 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 uh, God will never leave you. I haven't left you, but I'm grieved. It's the saddest thing we could do as a Christian. But it's so easy at the same time to grieve the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so precious. It's so precious when the Holy Spirit is moving and God's presence is in your life and you, you walk with his presence and you're hand in hand and it feels like you can do anything. I don't know if you've ever been to a summer camp with kids and you're in charge of praying for them. And you're, I'm looking, you know, you've probably been in this situation. You're looking at 20 bratty kids and they're all standing in a room and, and you're feeling like, how do I reach these kids? We just talked about God. They have no idea who God is. I want them to know him. What do I do? I've been in times where, and you've probably been in those times too, where you're just in sync with the Holy Spirit because you've got nothing else and you say, oh, lead me. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And I've times where you just, just walk just walk around the children, you don't say a word, and the Holy Spirit falls on them, falls on them. They understand in a second who God is. They begin to cry, they begin to worship Jesus, they begin to um, reach, and, and you feel like, I can do anything. Yes, do you know why? Because you can do impossible things when you're in step with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Took way too much time on that. The Holy Spirit equips us. I'll just say this really quickly equips us to live supernaturally. Obviously. The Holy Spirit is not there to show others how good we are or how different we are from that church or this church. The Holy Spirit is only there to help us on this earth. Not for heaven, it's for this earth so that we can be equipped to live supernaturally. 1 Corinthians 2.4 Paul points it out because he's like, I am not so great at anything that I do. In fact, I used to kill Christians. But let me tell you, my message and my preaching may not be wise and with persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. Do you know how much Paul did? Do you know how much Peter did? Do you know how much the disciples did? The scared disciples that locked themselves in the room after Jesus died. Once the Holy Spirit came on them, they were equipped with supernatural power and they would stand up in their first Spirit-inspired sermon for Peter. How many were saved? 3,000 were saved in this first sermon. This guy who worse than a lot of us. I mean, there's a story that even in the shadow, because of the demonstration of the Holy Spirit through people, that people started hearing, oh, those church people, just get in their shadow. They don't have time. They don't have time to pray, maybe, but just get in their shadow and watch what happens. You'll get healed. Just be, just, yes. just and people would be like, oh, here comes Peter. Let's stand where we can get in the shadow. And people would get healed yes. in the shadow. Oh, man. That is the kind of demonstration that we need to see when we're at Costco and we're watching the demonstration of the nights. How about the demonstration, the shadow demonstration? 
Who wants it? You know, and people go overboard. You know, I, I'm going to set up a station, and I'm going to have a shadow station. You just come up right I'm in the parking lot. You just come by and walk through my shadow and watch what happens. You know, I don't know. Maybe God would show up because the Holy Spirit is there, not for you. It's to demonstrate to others how amazing would that be, how amazing that is when we see that happen. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He equips you to live supernaturally. And lastly, that I want to talk about just for a minute. Would you come up, my brother? Come up. The Holy Spirit fills us with more of him. It seems so trivial. It seems so elementary. What you guys laughing at over here? You're laughing at something? No, I'm just kidding. Seems so trivial. The Holy Spirit fills us with more of him. But it is in integral. Cold. I never used that word, but I'm going to use it right now. And I think that means it's really important. It's really important that you know that he fills you. He doesn't just live in you. He doesn't just equip you. But he fills you. He fills us. Let me share the scripture with you. It's in Ephesians chapter 5. And there's four other ones that would be just as good. But I don't have time for them. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says this. Don't get hung up on the first part. Unless you need to get hung up on the first part. Unless that speak to you. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery or drunkenness. Instead, if you're looking for a fill, you're looking for a fix, you're looking for fulfillment, be filled with the Spirit. He didn't say this to those who be baptized with the Holy Spirit for the first time. Be filled so that let the Holy Spirit lead you to salvation. He said this to believers who are already have the Holy Spirit. He said, be filled. And the word there in the Greek, and I don't mean to yell and shout, and say peacefully. In the Greek, it's simply continually be filled. Not just be filled once, but continually be filled. Well, you know, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit when I was a year. Hopefully, your story is, and then there was a time, oh, I remember the time. The Spirit filled me. Oh, I just felt like it was so cool. And then there was this time when the Spirit filled me again, and I just felt like I was on cloud nine. I felt like my cup ran over, and I couldn't, I wanted to splash on everyone around. And then there was this other time. That's our story should be. Maybe it's every Sunday. Maybe it's every Wednesday. Maybe it's every Monday morning when you wake up. Wouldn't it be amazing to see a believer who is continually filled every Monday at 8 a.m. They get in the presence of God and God speaks to them. Do you wonder why, let me just ask this, why some people just seem to fall prey to addictions, every addiction, they seem to fall prey to being fearful. They can't sleep at night. They're angry. They get offended easily. They seem to always have something wrong. Or maybe just every now and then have something wrong. But then there's others. And you know them. You see them. And, you, and, and they seem to always walk in love. Always walk in power. Uh, they'll pray. They'll be ready to pray in, in, on a dime. They are ready and they pray with the Holy Spirit's power. And peace follows them everywhere they go. And surely goodness and mercy follows them everywhere they go. What's the difference? They, see, they both say they're believers. They both go to my church. 
they both, I, I know both of them, they're both my friends. But one is this way and one is this way. Let me venture to say there is a difference. There is a spirit-filled life and there is a spirit-less life. And everyone falls prey to one or the other at times. You can be a Christian and live a spirit-less life and go to heaven and be used by God and be honored by others. Oh, look how wonderful they are. But when it comes down to it and the going gets tough, the tough doesn't get going because what comes out is nothing. There's nothing left. You spent it all. You spent it all last week, last month, last year. Amen. When you got divorced seven years ago, you spent it then, and now you're looking for it again. Spirit-filled versus spirit-less. Don't be spirit-less. Be spirit-filled. Looking for a clock in this room. We're going to be closing here. Don't be spirit-less. Be spirit-filled. A spirit-filled life. It's the same spirit that inspired the authors in the Bible. It's the same spirit that was at creation. It's the same spirit that was with Daniel in the lion's den, that was with Joshua when he did the battle of Jericho, that was in creation at the very Genesis 1. One says the spirit was hovering yes. over the waters. He was there all along. And it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and he wants to live in us. He says that. He says it's the same spirit wants to live in you. Let him live in you. Well, now I feel not so good about myself because I might be the spirit less. Am I the spirit less or am I the spirit filled? Oh, man, I'm going to leave this place not knowing which one I am. Let me say the last part of that verse that we started with today. Luke 11, 13. If you then, though you were evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit when you ask Him? He's there for you all the time. There are free refills. You don't have to go to the bank to get it. There's no free refills at the bank, is there? You don't have to go to the fast food place to get it. You just go to Jesus. Would you just take a moment in this last five minutes we are together? Would you close your eyes, open your eyes, or just posture yourself in a way it says, Father God, there are times in my life I'm too judgmental, too hypocritical. You know, it was not even supposed to go this way, the, 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 the challenge. I'm too, I'm too I, I, I gossip or I do this or I lie or I get mad at my kids, whatever it is. You say to God, God, change me from the inside out. You are a good father. Help me to be. A good mother, father, help me be a good aunt, help me be a good believer for you on this earth. Lord, we ask, and I ask on behalf of all my brothers and sisters, because I don't think there's one that would turn down the power of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. We ask for more of your Holy Spirit in our lives. We ask you to continually fill us, that you would continually fill us, each and every day. If that's you, you'd say, yes, that, that's what I need. Would you lift your hands? Would you stand to your feet and you just say, God, continually fill me. Let that be my testimony this week. Yes. That I would be continually filled. Do something of yourself to show it. Yes. Oh, Father God. You see us. 
you see our desires. You say, seek me with all your heart. Ask me and I will give. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Lord, you see our willingness. We know that we mess up, but you are always willing. You are always willing. Would we all stand together as we close today? You know who we are. Let me, let me just say one word as we close. God knows you. God knows your heart. And it's not the will and desire of every person to invest. I'm not, I don't want to invest. Invest in the kingdom. Invest in God. But because when you ask God for something, you're also putting yourself in there. You're serving. I understand that. You're surrendering. And that's not everyone's will to surrender. But God is going to take you on a path. And if you are not there yet, he's going to call you to more surrender. And he always gives back more. So we say, would you say this with me? Father God, thank you for this day. You are a good father. I will never deny that. But Lord, I ask that you would cause me to be a spirit-filled believer, representation, manifestation of you. That we would be a demonstration to those around us. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.